Hello, Dungeoneers! Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that only lives to make it to the next level. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here. He's excited, as always. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm excited. You clipped really bad on my end. That was very excited. Yeah, I know. I just said I'm excited. I'm I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for asking. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, Janelle's here as well, and uh, she looks like she's ready to get loud and celebrate. Always. That's my goal in life is to be the loudest um, and to celebrate the hardest, period. And that's all my goals. You speak up wow. a little bit, Janelle. I can't hear you. No, I'm perfectly loud enough for everyone to hear me. You're just, you just need to fix something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell him, Janelle. You tell him. You got him. <laughs> you hear that, Josh? You need to fix something. Yeah, something. Josh, you got to fix, you, you got to fix yourself. <laughs> yes, I will fix myself. I will start with my ears. Yes, there we go. See, magic. Nate's here too, and I don't think I don't think uh, I've ever seen him this amped up before. That's because I've never hooked my tits up to an amplifier. <laughs> an amplifier. Yeah. <laughs> I want no distortion when it comes into the nips. Well, clamped nipples aside, Joel's here too, and he's about as into this as I expected. Yeah, can we speed this up, Josh? I got an appointment in like a couple hours. I mean, I, I guess so. Yeah, okay. Let's wrap it up then. Well, alrighty then, since Joel wants us to move along. Yeah. Finally, we have AJ, and he's ready to lead the way with his boundless enthusiasm, or whatever he calls it. <laughs> let's do this guys i'm so pumped i'm excited we can take on the world aj get down from there get down you're too high no i can do it we can we can fly we're in space a now gravity doesn't affect us aj let the bird go let the bird go put the gun down get <laughs> off of the roof <laughs> we need <laughs> the police are here we've got someone to to cuff you how, how am i supposed down. to launch t-shirts at people without a t-shirt gun and this bird helps me soar helps me go around we can tell everyone about our, our progress we can do this yeah come on come on daniel give cut him some slack he's just excited because you guys leveled up we yeah, leveled up he's just ready to go on with the adventure adventure but the t-shirt gun is loaded with explosives, and the bird is also rigged with explosives. It's very dangerous. Explosive confetti! No! Don't, no, don't yes and him. I'm trying to get us back on track. I mean, not explosive confetti! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so how are you guys all doing this week? Have you guys been excited about uh, leveling up and moving on with the story? Has it been keeping you, keeping you up at night? I don't know if it's been keeping me up at night, but I am pretty happy about it. I'm super excited. Uh, no jokes aside, I, I'm really excited for it. Love leveling up. And then also, 
it's been a heck of an arc and uh i i'm just i'm super excited to see what's next because this was so much fun to begin with i can't i can't wait to see what the next one is yeah i'm glad yeah. you had fun <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm really excited to see like what optimizations like joel did and i'm also excited to see if aj put his stat increase in like something really stupid so <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to anticipate <laughs> sounds like you're uh you're you're uh, suggesting uh something there daniel i'm just calling i'm just calling my shots that's mm. all it is yeah but one mm-hmm. point in wisdom and one point in charisma <laughs> i bet he did what? No. Whoa. Obviously one point in charisma, but why wisdom? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm prepared. I've I've got I I took off my shirt. I'm standing outside my underwear. Everybody's holding buckets full of water. It's time to duel. To make a man-made lake. All right, guys. Let's get started. All right, well, before we dive back into the story and get Daniel wet, I'm going to give us a quick recap, just in case you guys have forgotten in your excitement, and then we'll kind of get things going. So, last episode, Gunner and Aegon convinced Lady Hecate Mm -hmm. to sit down and hear you out, and in the end, she decided to listen to Artur's side of the story. However, while all of this was going on, Theo, Vez, and Jasper all independently launched rescue missions, none of which were successful because there was no need for a rescue mission at this point. But in the end, everything was okay, as Lady Hecate decided to banish Artur in lieu of executing him. So, happy endings for everyone. Additionally, you guys all leveled up since you've now finished, or mostly finished, the first full arc of this adventure. So we're going to jump back into the action. The five of you are all standing in Lady Hecate's audience chamber slash throne room, standing on the fine tile with Lady Hecate sitting across the room from you on her... Uh, like raised decorative throne the sun shining brightly through the windows behind her illuminating the room it's actually pretty packed as well there are nobles and a few scribes standing off to the side in the arcades um, just watching Lady Hecate as she congratulates the group officially for what you've done for the town of Grimton. So Lady Hecate stands up and slowly walks towards you. And she says to everyone gathered, Behold, the heroes of Grimton. Without their assistance, we would never have gotten to the bottom of this changeling menace that terrorized our town we never would have found the culprit behind the disappearances and most importantly I had a third thing but I can't remember it anyway (laughs) (laughs) huzzah I feel that all of you should be rewarded for what you've done 
Therefore, by the power invested in me, I grant all of you the title of citizen in good standing within the Volthrin Empire. And she like waits and a lot of the nobles start like lightly clapping and you hear someone go, whoop! <laughs> Gunnar blushes. He's like, oh man, thank you. Yeah, because none of you guys were citizens before this, so yeah, it's kind of a, a big deal. Kind of unexpected, too. So then after the applause dies down a little bit, she says, And now, as citizens of this great empire, I would like to reward you for your services with this gift from the treasury. And she gestures to her chamberlain, and he comes up with a... Uh, small wooden ornately decorated box and he walks forward and he hands it to Jasper and he bows and walks off and Lady Hecate says this chest contains 250 pieces of gold to spread amongst the five of you to thank you for your contributions additionally there's a matter I wish to discuss with you privately following this ceremony where I will grant you additional treasure. Now, who's ready for a feast? Oh, me! <laughs> yes, I, I'm ready. No, uh, I'm more ready, Gunner. No, Theo, I'm more ready than you. You realize that I'm going to eat way more than you because you're like half my size and you're like a chicken. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm hungry because I did all kinds of things and you didn't do anything. So I can't imagine why you would be hungry. I'm hungry for adventure. And chicken. And I'm, and I'm hungry for money. Let me see that gold. <laughs> We're the worst party ever. <laughs> yeah. So we'll cut to a small feast. It's not huge. It's just you guys, Lady Hecate, and then some of the nobles who had attended the ceremony. Um, so you are all of you are sitting at your own table, but you are also joined by Richard and Stephen, who are not in their guard uniforms right now. They look like they've dressed up as much as they can. They're kind of looking around because they feel a little out of place. And uh, each of them is wearing a little silver medal around their necks. Uh, their own rewards for their special service. Yay! They also get to enjoy the feast, too. Nice. Did Fergus get put in timeout? Uh, Fergus uh, specifically <laughs> said he was going to go hang out with uh, Laszlo. Okay, so he's... Because he, he does not want to face the, the repercussions uh, okay. of his, his actions. <laughs> Smart boy. Smart boy. So, Richard, Stephen, I, I see you got something. But, but, but did you get? Yeah, we we got these, these cool little medals. Like, it's just a nice sign that we did something special for Lady Hecate, and it's pretty cool. Now, we'll, now we get to show it off, and we also got some gold. Wasn't as much as she gave you guys, but you know, still pretty nice. She gave us a, gave us a, forty silver pieces each, which is pretty nice. All. 
And Steven's like, yeah, it was, it was very, very generous of her. We were very happy to uh, provide our services to help uh, help with the things. Yeah, well, you did a good job, and I, I think you deserved it. So, good work, you two. Now, I am going to get working on some of this chicken. Mm, it looks so good. Fe- hey, Theo, don't try, don't try to take my chicken off my plate. You were eating it. No, I, I've, well, I was talking to Richard and Steven. I, you snooze, you lose, Gunner. Hey, you know what? Give me that back. I'm, and Gunner tries to grab it, grab a piece off his plate. Well, I don't think so. No, come, come on. You, you took some of mine. I can have some of it. Few, let go. <laughs> let, let go. No, nope. let, let go. No, you can't reach it. You're too short. Let go. Hey, that's that's not very nice. So Richard, uh, Richard turns over. Richard looks over to Aegon. He says, "So Aegon, how, how's how's it feel to be a hero, hero, hero priest?" Well, I don't know that I would consider myself a hero, though. Uh, as I'm just acting as the scriptures tell me to. Well, that's that's very that's very nice and all, but like, you went above and beyond. There was you did more than any priest I think I've ever seen do. Well, everyone has their place in life, Richard. And perhaps this is mine. Well, if you if you insist, um, I do need to talk to you after the after the feast. I got some uh, uh oh. some some sins to confess. Oh, of course, of course <laughs> <No>. you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll be there then. I was trying to think of something horrible for him to say, but I can't think of anything appropriate enough. And then while they're talking, um. Steven is uh, with Vez and Jasper, and he's like, "Wow, this is this is crazy. Never, I never expected to meet outsiders who'd be willing to just help. Not even any of the guards here wanted to help." And he looks over at Jasper. You truly do have a heart of gold, Jasper. Quite literally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um yes, he's a he's a very very fancy individual. Will you all be staying or will you be finding a new home? I mean, he kind of leans over a little bit and says, "Well, that's kind of keeping it on the down low, but uh yeah, Morag and I are planning on um moving out. We're planning on heading to see some of my relatives in Littlefield." Ah, well, that ought to be nice. At least you get to yeah. see some people and interact yeah. with family. Yeah, and we're going to stay there with them for a while, and then who knows? We're not moving back to Brimpton, that's for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine why not. And she <laughs> smiles at him. He's like, yeah. We're hoping it'll be a little safer out in the country to to raise our kid. I wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. The farther you can get away from Lady Hecate, the better. <laughs> oh, lol. <laughs> the camera pans and Lady Hecate is sitting on the other side of the room and she looks over at Jasper and gives him a grimace. <laughs> always listening, Jasper. Always listening. <laughs> Master the cat also hops up on the table and uh, sits on Jasper's lap. And he meows and he looks up at Jasper. 
Yes, little spy. Good little spy. He licks his lips and he looks at the food on your plate. Here you go. So he hops up and he starts eating it. Lost my appetite. So, Jasper, are we taking the cat with us? Yes, along with Ferguson. <laughs> now you're yeah. doing it on purpose. Yeah, I was like, you used to call him by the right name. Did something happen where now you've decided that you just refuse to call him by his name? His name is Ferguson. No, you two can have that conversation. So you guys take some time and you relax a little bit. You eat plenty of food. Uh, you mingle a little bit with the people of Lady Hecate's court, but not a whole lot because they're a little stuck up and they don't really seem all too interested in talking to you guys. You guys are just, I don't know, heroes that they don't really care about. Or That's a reason for them to party, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are starting to get a little drunk, even though it's like midday. <laughs> uh, day drinking. Mm. Something that the rich can do and it's classy. <laughs> And after a little while, uh, Lady Hecate uh, walks over to you guys and gestures for you to leave with her. I think at this point, Gunner is on Fia's back and there's like nothing left but like a little bit of chicken left on the bone. He's like, come on, just just let go, Fia. Just let me have it. You're never going to get this. I'm going to eat it before you. I told you I could eat more. Come on, just Theo further. just has food smeared around his his mouth <laughs> in his beard. No, <sighs> fine, fine. I I give up. You you yeah. been? Ha! You been? Every time. And Lady Hecate's just standing there, staring at you guys. Oh, Gunner, act bright. Gosh, we have to go. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> Theo yeah. grabs his dog and, and he carries. He he follows them. Yeah, Tua looks very happy. He's actually carrying, like, half a ham in his mouth to eat later. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, we had ham? Are you kidding me? And Gunner kind of pouts and (laughs) follows Lady Hecate. (laughs) So yeah, Lady Hecate leads you to one of the uh, private meeting rooms that she has, where she usually takes audiences. And uh, she sits down in one of the fancy chairs and gestures for you guys to sit down on the couches as well. Once you guys are all situated, uh, she uh, has the door closed and you see her wave her hand. You feel a slight gust of wind as she secures the room from prying ears. And uh, she just smiles at all of you and says... Well, I would like to say thank you one more time for helping me solve this problem here. Probably could have done it on my own, but it would have taken way longer and more people would have died. So I appreciate your efforts to hurry it along and accomplish things in probably the the best way possible. Bess doesn't say anything, but she just kind of looks at her. Keeping her mouth shut because she knows better now, but the backhanded compliment was not appreciated. So, <laughs> Getter just kind of does a slow nod and says, Thank you. Anyway, as an additional reward, I have this for you. And she pulls out another ornately carved box and passes it to you guys and opens it as she does so. And you 
get the strong scent of cinnamon from this box. And inside you see 10 of those large magical coins called odes, the currency of the shop between worlds. And says these are for you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Now, remember, this is a small fortune. Well, not for us, but a small <laughs> fortune among the, the common folk. So be sure to put them to good use. And now for the last reward I owe you. I did tell you that I would perform a reading for you to see into your future and untangle the knot of destiny that you found yourselves messed up in. And I will I will do this for you. However, I am indisposed at the moment as the painkillers I am taking while I heal inhibit my <laughs> ability to see into the future. And I do not know any spells that would allow me to do it as a substitute. So I'm afraid you will have to remain in town and wait for three to four weeks. Oh my gosh. Until I am healed enough to not uh, be on these painkillers. Vez like raises her hand a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Fez. Why don't you just do magical healing? Well, uh, well, Fez, as you are most likely aware, as you have a healer in your group, um, healing magic is not a perfect art. It, uh, you can close mortal wounds and you can save people from dying, but more complicated injuries take time to heal. And as a, an out-of-character thing from Josh, um, just kind of a world-building thing, healing magic is not, like I said, perfect. Like, you guys are adventurers, so even if you get healed back up to max hit points, like, you're still going to be carrying scars and sore spots and internal injuries for a long time until you're actually fully healed. Like, healing magic, even though you can save somebody from bleeding out, like, closes the wound mostly, but, like, it'll still bruise up and you'll still, like, hurt from it for long periods of time. So basically, Lady Hecate is just kind of a weenie. <laughs> is what I'm gathering. I'm not, not, I'm not saying this in character. This is definitely out of character, but... I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, some okay, of us have been mortally wounded like, multiple yeah. times over the past few days. Oh, yeah, and you guys feel miserable. Honestly, I'll say you guys would probably welcome a full three weeks to do nothing but hang around. Yeah. Like, That's even, fair. like, you know, uh, Aegon recently getting shot in the throat by a dart. Like, yeah, yeah your throat probably still burns horribly. And, like, both both Vez and Aegon are probably still stiff from cockatrice venom. <laughs> you know, Gunner's scar from getting stabbed with that knife a few days ago. Even though it was magically healed, like, still hurts, like, when you touch it pretty, pretty bad. It's like, yeah, you guys are all still carrying a lot of pain from your injuries. It's just hard because as players, you're not feeling that pain right now. Right. Oh, no, but she's still weenie because she's still using hard drugs to and we're just like loping around like idiots so well, gotcha. again i don't think you guys are loping around i think at this point 
it's like that uh it's like you, it's like that episode of Rick and Morty where you guys crawl it where they crawl into the vehicle and they just sit there for a second and then just start sobbing. <laughs> now that your adventure's over, it's probably like the adrenaline's just going like, down and mm-hmm. it's like your entire bodies are starting to hurt. Like your your eyes are starting to droop like you are ready for a very long period of downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because all this took took place in like less than a week, so it's just been go, 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 like almost every second of every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's still going to super judge Lady Hecate, but that's fine. <laughs> She'll do yeah. it quietly because she's like, mm-hmm, yeah. That's fair. That's you're, fair. You're, this pain of your one, one big ouchie is keeping you drugged up and we're just out here saving the day after getting shit on day after day but yeah internal monologue right yeah internal monologue <laughs> of very sassy teenager here but she's keeping it shut this time <laughs> that, that's that's kind of her thing oh Vez is growing slowly she doesn't want to get the stuff we just got taken away so <laughs> oh, an so Aegon it's greed will, which motivates yeah. Well, an Aegon will probably get mad at her, so that's probably also not good. That's fair. <laughs> so yes, Fez, um, I think it would be good for all of us to take some time to rest uh, before we continue. Plus, that'll give my men ample time to raid Smills' office and bring anything of interest to here. Uh, bring anything of interest here for us to look at mm. and we'll give you time to possibly puzzle your puzzle your way through anything you know that you haven't told me yet she kind of grins at her and but says nothing <laughs> your grin does not go unnoticed well it's yeah no it's to her she's like it's a grin kind of do an eyebrow thing and then but says nothing <laughs> she's just trying to be good trying to be good (laughs) (laughs) all right well this has been a good time but uh i i tire of of my duties so i will i will retire to my personal quarters alone (laughs) and she looks at gunner (laughs) and i'm gonna do lots of drugs (laughs) (laughs) so she uses her wizard staff to like pull herself up and she says, good day to you. And she she leaves the room. And uh, you hear, as, as, when she leaves, you hear her walk a little bit and then just <laughs> you hear her throw up in the hallway. <laughs> After she leaves, Gunner, Gunner says, did you guys hear her? She said, duty. She has the duty in her room, right? <laughs> I, I thought she was going to say it stinks. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, it was yeah. so hard not to laugh. That was so funny. Yeah, right? I mean, clearly, people are thinking that, right? No? Really? But, yeah. But, Fez, you don't, you don't look like you're laughing. You, you look like you're judging. I can tell the difference now. <laughs> she shuts her judgy eyes down and just kind of gives him a, a very fake smile. But it's an attempt to sort of be more on the level of where they're at. Not a good one, but an attempt. Shall we go? Um, I don't know. Like, we, yeah. So you we... guys, you guys have. I'm gonna just say you guys have four weeks of downtime now, where you guys can pretty much do whatever you want. 
like you know they're the player's handbook has things you can do um xanathar's guide to everything has recommendations for what to do with your downtime if you want to pursue any of those or you can just do whatever it's all up to you guys Hmm. but one thing i do want to talk about while you guys are taking this time to relax and kind of recover yourselves i do want you guys to think about how your characters got to their new status as fourth level adventurers Woo! <laughs> that's us baby yeah baby <laughs> yeah baby so i want each of you guys to give me a d20 roll and that is going to be the order that i go through you guys to tell me what you do with your free time. 16. 15. 13. One. Six. <laughs> oh, Nate's last. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Janelle, we are going to start with Vez. So I think the next day, Vez wakes up in the morning and really has trouble getting out of bed. All of her joints are stiff. She's got a pain in her side from her cockatrice injury. And I don't remember where she got stabbed by the serving Everywhere. girl. Yeah, all, she is, all the places. She, like, all of your wounds, like, hurt really bad. You're stiff as a board. And you just kind of, like, clam clamor out of bed. And just get to do what you want for the next next while. So what does what does she do? Well, being a monk, um I think that obviously the the lethal injuries are definitely more of a new thing for her, but feeling very sore and very stiff is not something that is new because practice, practice, practice and is is basically something she's very used to so she's going to be doing I guess what would be ye old yoga almost but it's basically going to be a lot of stretching and that kind of thing to slowly kind of work out some of the soreness and allow her to be a little more limber as she goes about her day and definitely trying to meditate and re- gain her composure and kind of think back upon some of the things she's been doing and be like, why? Why are you like this? Um, now, does she do this in the in her room or does she like go out into the city, out into the countryside? Like, what's she do? So, some of it in her room, more of the morning stretches in her room where she can be by herself. Um, and the thinking is just wherever she's wandering around, just internal, you know. I think she will also um, try to um, help Morag and her family pack up to move, but do so in such a way that it's not like super suspicious or anything like that. Okay. Also, like, she wants to kind of, for her own, like, Morag is her friend, and she's very excited to have another changeling friend, like, way more excited than she should be. Um, but she is. 
but also like she is just absolutely fascinated by the relationship that um, Morag and Steven have because she didn't really think that was possible just from like her own experience um, and so like she watches them a lot like she'll play with the baby but like secretly be like watching them interact and like she'll go and talk and joke with them but like she's very like she should feel like she's third wheeling but she's so fascinated by the dynamic that she just doesn't notice <laughs> um I think she's sort of adopted herself into their family and maybe become like whoa 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 <laughs> no no like in her own mind yeah yeah <laughs> don't, go, don't go writing my story for me Janelle no no she's just like you're not supposed to have a family yeah no family orphan forever yeah but like she's kind of like there I don't know like the 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 one person who hangs out a lot with you and the friend that sort of becomes partially family like if the kid could talk they might call her aunt but I don't think the baby's that old so <laughs> it'd be really concerning if it could talk yeah. Aunt Vez, this flesh vessel is inadequate. <laughs> all, all, all I'm imagining this whole time is since you've called Vez an orphan and how she has to like stay alone is like like this TV show where it's like a normal sitcom with like this family interacting and then just Batman shows up periodically. Hey kid, I see you've gotten pretty good at T-ball. Why don't I take you out of the old Batmobile and Show you the old bat wing trick. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm Batman, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, I think Vez probably spends a lot of time like during the day, like you know, probably midday, like late afternoon with uh, Steven and Morag. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, she'll be like in the maybe in the evenings if there's somewhere on the castle grounds that she can be more or less by herself but still outside or maybe she'll just go out and like visit Laszlo and Fergus but she'll definitely be practicing her with her staff and with her new uh, with her new abilities with her arms new arms practicing speaking speaking of which um, what did you get with your level up Uh, she got so at level four Everybody gets two more points to so she put both of those in wisdom now. So she got that. Um, a few more health. And the big things she got are slow fall. So basically now I can use my reaction when I fall to reduce any falling damage by five times my monk level. And I got quickened healing which basically as an action, I can spend two key points and I regain a number of hit points that's equal to the number I roll in my martial arts die plus uh, my proficiency bonus. So maybe I won't die as much. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I like to imagine her training with this slow fall thing. I like to imagine she's just running and like jumping off of buildings. Yeah, and, probably. Like, face, face planting in the palace garden more than once. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, if you go too far away from other people, you just hear her, like, shouting as she, like, practices her moves with her staff, going through the basics and everything. All right. So now we'll move on to Daniel. 
that's my yep gunner you know he's waking up in the mornings he's feeling pretty good i think really his his only big injury is the wound he got in his neck mm-hmm. so he's he's feeling pretty good he's feeling pretty limber what's he what's he doing so I think in traditional gunner fashion, he spends pretty much the whole first two days just sleeping and lounging around. <laughs> and then only, after only that, two days. Yeah, only, only two, two days. days. And then after that, he's like, you know what? I'm doing all these crazy things that I've been doing that I used to do back in the day. So I think it's time for a training montage. it's a montage so so yeah there's like (laughs) weirdly enough Gunner's like running outside and Fio's there for some reason like in a tracksuit with a whistle and Gunner's (laughs) like trying to do push ups but he can't and like Fio's just shaking his head no and then like there's a part where uh, Gunner's like trying to pull a sled and Aegon's on it and he's just cheering and then Gunner just like stops and starts crying (laughs) but then like it it, it cuts to like gunner just like failing and failing and failing and then um i don't know where he it's it skips to him just doing like one good push-up and and everyone just stops and looks at each other like he's done it and so then it uh from there gunner he um he really starts to get back his confidence and so then he's getting back into his more gymnastic self so he starts off by practicing, um, like running and tumbling and doing cartwheels and round offs. And then he even starts like trying to run up the sides of buildings. And the first couple of times he definitely gets hurt when he, when he does that, <laughs> but eventually he gets pretty good at it. And it even gets to the point where he tries to get other people to like play tag with him. But like, what, what they don't know is that whenever Gunner tries to get him and play tag, he starts like uh, like running up up buildings and like leaping off of buildings. And even Steve, I, I bet even, even at one point, Steven and Richard get involved. They're like, haha, this is tag. And then he starts doing that. And, they're, and then they're like, hey, you can't do that. And then Gunner's like, oh shit. And then he starts really like trying to escape them by like running across buildings. Yeah, I like to imagine he also tries to get Jasper to play. But he just mm-hmm. runs up and tags Jasper, and Jasper just magic missiles him from a distance. <laughs> and then it's like off screen, Jasper's face just lights up and kind of goes, oh, oh, the agony, oh, my bones, my bones, they're, they're all broken. Oh, oh my bones. Um, No, but uh, all of this to say, at the end of those four weeks, Gunner's looking good. Gunner's looking good because Gunner, instead of taking an ability score improvement, Gunner took a feat. Oh, wow. Gunner took the athlete feat. Haha, <laughs> that rhymes. So, is the first part of the feat. Uh, Gunner gets a plus one to his dexterity, bringing it up to a healthy 18. Uh, he also gains the ability f- to, uh, so when he's prone, normally when you're prone, you have to use half your movement to stand up. Now it only costs Gunner five of his movement to stand up. Oh, wow. Uh, he can climb at normal speed, so it doesn't cost him any extra movement when he's climbing. And 
when uh, when Gunner makes a running long jump or a running high jump after only five feet, I, ga I gain the same benefits other people do from running 10 feet. So he doesn't it doesn't take him as long to kind of get up to full speed. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, I like to imagine he saw Mr. Smills run up the wall and he's like, I want to do that. Yeah, but the way Mr. Smills did it, it's probably yeah, it not the same way. Creepy, not <laughs> not the way Gunner does it. Yeah. So yeah, Gunner Gunner's looking pretty healthy at the end of it. I think at the end of it, he's like sword juggling and doing like backflips in the middle of his juggles. Like he's <laughs> really got like he's really gotten back into shape. Yeah, Bone Bonebreaker and Twig are watching from the shadows. Like, yeah, he's pretty good now. Bonebreaker doesn't say anything. Yeah, you're right. He's doing great. <laughs> oh my god. That's all I wanted. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, Gunnar also. He relearned the disguise self spell. He got rid of one of his other spells because he saw how useful it was for his party members. And he also learned the silence spell. So that way he can his own of silence so Fio can you know shut up for a minute uh, and he also learned the message cantrip so he can like send messages to people mess with them yeah so now we'll move on to you Joel yes so Aegon's waking up in the mornings and you know when he washes himself off he like sees the spiderweb-like scars left behind by the lightning bolts that he seemed to have continuously been hit by yep. again and again and again when he tries to like write in his journal his hands are shaking a little bit from the nerve damage he's struggling <laughs> a little bit with that he's like oh it'll probably get better at some point hopefully <laughs> that's right yeah I don't need to go see a doctor or anything uh, yeah, they they probably just tell you to do to do cocaine about it. Yeah, so something like that. It's probably fine. No, but in in addition to that, I think that the the very first day after all of this is over, Aegon wakes up and he's kind of he's sweating too. He's just been very hot recently, and um, you know, next time he he goes out to practice some of his his magical can um like his firebolt cantrips and stuff, he notices that some of the, the fire kind of lingers around him for a bit longer. And that's because uh, Aegon... Aegon didn't so much take this feat as it took him, but he <gasps> is taking the Flames of Flagrethos feat, uh, which is the Tiefling racial feat. Uh -huh. And I will tell you exactly what that does in just a moment. <clears throat> you learn to call on Hellfire to serve your commands. You gain the following benefits. Uh, I'll be increasing my charisma by one. Uh, when I roll fire damage for a spell I cast, I can re-roll any one on the fire damage dice, but I must oh use the new roll. And whenever I cast a spell that deals fire damage, I can cause flames to wreathe me until the end of my next turn. Uh, they don't harm me or my possessions, and they shed bright light out to 30 feet and dim light for an additional. And while they're present, any creature within five feet that hits me with a melee attack takes 1d4 fire damage. So, oh, wow, nice. so I think of this as the, the 
combat that Aegon's been in, for, like the intense combat and life or death situations that he's been in for the last few days has kind of awakened some um, tiefling instincts in him that have, you know, led him to getting his, his special tiefling spells, his hellish rebuke and whatnot, and then uh, now this fire-based power. Wow. Uh, nice. How, how does he feel about that? Being like a priest of the gods, now he's seeing like his basically his evil lineage mm-hmm. kind of breaking through. Yeah, he, he, he kind of sees it that way a little bit, but I think that Aegon is a very positive guy so he, he thinks more to himself like, well, this is one more thing that I can use to help people, potentially. Can he you, wants can you to, say that? Oh, he almost wants to. Oh, what? I was going to say, can you say that in his voice since he's thinking it? Oh, sure, yeah. Well, this is one more thing that I can use to help people. And, uh... Thank you. I remember what I was going to say. Oh, that's all right. Um, but otherwise, he also got a couple more uh, spells as a warlock, so he, he can cast Mage Hand now and pick things up from increased distances. And, uh, he also has... Uh, Hellish Rebuke is not just a racial spell, but as a warlock spell now. Only this is, since this is granted by his patron, this has more of a, you know. Yeah, like this is, a, it's not Hellish Rebuke, yeah. it's more like a purifying Exactly, lane. yeah, yeah. But whenever he uses his racial version, I think that'll still be more uh, aggressive and, and whatnot. Yeah, because that one's not in his control, really. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I think the main thing Aegon's doing is he's he's going out every day into the into town and he's trying to make people, you know, make friends with people. He wants to get people comfortable with uh, maybe people that don't look like them. So he may, oh, really? you know, he may go to the tavern every day or something and hang around with some of the farmers or... He'll go around the market and talk to all the shopkeeps, um, and obviously make his appearances at the at the temple every now and then. Yeah, sees Richard more than once. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> oh, he tried to do Saturdays too, but Aegon was like, "I can't do that." <laughs> so now we're gonna move on to AJ. Theo feels great. Right? Just every morning he wakes up, like throws open the curtains and just exposes himself to the town as the oh sun shines on him. <laughs> no. Just breathes in the fresh air. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, Theo didn't take any detrimental, like, like life-threatening wounds. Like, he went down one time going unconscious, I think, with the windmill, but I don't think he like took a dart to the neck or had his his leg almost cut off or anything. No, he just suffered brain damage because he got hit with a brick, but I don't think... uh, (laughs) That didn't really do much. That doesn't affect much. (laughs) He's got a pretty thick head at this point. Uh, No, I think... um, I think, yeah, since he's feeling more up, like, and ready to go off the bat the first time, I think he's going to get to work right away while everybody, like, takes a day or two to rest. He probably goes around town um... You know, saying hi to people, going to the tavern, checking in on the place, etc. Because he knows that they kind of messed up the storeroom down there. Um, 
He's showing off his dog to everybody because he loves that dog. And likes to make him as friendly as possible so people don't feel weird about around him. But I think one of the first things that he would do is... Um, and if Aegon is up to this at all uh, and has some spare time, I think that he would go immediately, like the next day, uh, to go and, and find uh, Farmer Ralph, uh, where, where they left his body, and to try and, and resolve that sort of <laughs> failed mini quest uh, and maybe have like a funeral service or, unless something really goes bad and then like we'll figure it out but his plan is to go find Farmer Rolf and and try to have him rest finally and, and be taken care of as well as the other um, people that they had fought he, he wants to go around and whatever gold he can spare to, to help with expenses and and to give his condolences because he feels so bad about everything that happened and all the people that he couldn't save. Okay. So that's that's probably what he'd do the first week is just try to try to get that stuff settled. See, I think when you get uh, Farmer Rolf's body and you bring it back to Rebecca, she's very very upset. Um, it's very hard for Theo to do. Um, mm-hmm. She. Seems like she's trying not not to blame you because, like, the whole town knows you guys are heroes now. Mm-hmm. But, like, she does not seem like she's interested in talking to you after you drop off Farmer Rolf. Right. <laughs> that is fair. That's fair. Um, Especially when he turns around with that big battle axe on his back and she looks down <laughs> and sees him, like, cleaved in half. <laughs> He's not cleaved in half. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a big axe wound in his shoulder. So I don't remember how he killed him, but he, he you know, he just yeah. one big swing on his shoulder or something to take him down. Yeah. I uh, mean, the... Thea would have tried to make him as presentable as possible, <laughs> but like he gingerly like places them in her home and, and tries to give her some some sort of compensation that he can muster and says that Aegon or he can try to help set things up for a final burial. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone else that you visit, the families of the other deceased people. Uh, are a little friendlier. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's that's a hard first week, I think for yeah. For for, Fio. First week, Theo's first week is not very fun. No, um, but I think especially since he's especially since he's being served papers for exposing himself. <laughs> that did not happen. I'm not allowing that. <laughs> no, I get a veto. That's my one veto. <laughs> uh, no, he wouldn't do that. He's a very modest boy and very shy. He wouldn't do such a thing. So I think with the last uh, three weeks that Theo has, he will actually do uh, an activity. He will actually use his blacksmithing skills to try to help rebuild the town, uh, especially that windmill that got partially burnt and was, you know, sort of broken. Maybe fix up some of the holes that lead into the underground tunnels, etc. Uh, well, thing is, remember you, you you don't want to do the the holes into the underground tunnels because not everybody knows about that. Oh, that's right. So never mind on that. And also, I don't think you can use your blacksmithing tools to fix a windmill. Well, I mean, it depends More on what they need. It depends on what you're doing, yeah. Gears and stuff, I guess. Well, no, it's like just like the veins burned. Oh, that's true. I thought it was like... Because I remember them said that they were trying to fix that. Anyways, the point was I was just trying to give examples, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that he's just trying to help out the town. Oh, Does no, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. So, but and you're you're doing it for pay, correct? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's trying to charge too much or anything. He's just going to take whatever people can get him. But he's trying to work for for the town, try to rebuild it a little bit, and just try to be useful. Because he, he hates sitting around being idle. He needs to be doing something, something progressive towards some goal. So I think that's what he's going to be doing. So if, um, I'm actually going to use the, the, like the downtime activity of work that's found in Xanathar's guide on, I think it's like page 130-something for the in-between adventures area, like 135. Uh-huh. And essentially what is going to happen is that he is going to work as a blacksmith uh, using his skills in this area. And what he'll do is each week he'll, he'll roll for what kind of wages he gets. And maybe in a sort of narrative sense, how much good work that he does for the town. And depending on how high his roll is, depends on how much you know, compensation he gets. And potentially, if Josh, you want to do this, narratively, how, how well he helps. So yeah, you need to give me an ability check using whichever ability and tools you're going to use. Okay, so then um, Fio will use his smithing tools and will be rolling a... I think... Can I do athletics? I think that's how it works. Sorry, give me a second. I need to read it real quick. Yeah, make an ability check using strengths, intelligence, uh, using a set of tools, etc., etc., Actually, I don't think you need to. You don't need to roll tools. I think you can just do athletics. Okay, cool. Because you're just doing like mostly like manual labor. Yeah, I mean this stuff isn't too complicated. I'm not trying to make like swords for an army or anything. Just stuff that can help out, etc. And also like if the smithing isn't really a thing, he's just trying to work for people. The blacksmithing was just an example, really. So yeah, I think he'll use his athletics. Here we go. Well, that's pretty good. That's an 18 on the die, uh, plus five. That's 23 for the first week. See, so yeah, AJ, I think I'm, I'm going to have you uh, roll all three weeks, and then I'll just tell you how much you earn at the end of those three weeks. Okay, so first roll is 25. Uh, second roll. That is a 14 plus five, 19. That's pretty good. Uh, third roll, not as good. That's an 8 plus 5. That's 13 total. Okay. And uh, I think that's it, because the first week was him going around and, and shelling out cash for funerals, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, AJ, that'll net you a total of 30 gold pieces. Oh, wow. Dude. Woo. Look at you. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was not what he expected, but, you know, he'll take it. He'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people just, like, seeing you as the hero, one of the heroes of Brimpton, like, everyone's just giving you copper pieces and silver pieces. Nice, nice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little mean. I'm going to weigh you down. So those 30 gold pieces, half of them are actually in silver pieces, and the other, oh, half, no. are in, and the other half are in copper pieces. No! So that's a total of 15 thousand no yeah (laughs) 1500 copper pieces and 150 (laughs) silver pieces that's insane no need to spend some money so you just like every day you are just getting like lots of gifts and lots of coins that's insane do they have a bank can you exchange them at all um no you'll have to spend them aj no Maybe if you go to a big city, you can exchange at a bank. That's so many. Oh, gosh. That added like 20 pounds to my equipment. 
AJ, just go to ye old circle K and get a a, 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 a ye old polar pop every day, and you'll you'll you'll, you'll spend all those. Yeah, every single day. Okay. Get a get a a a, a diet hecate hecate. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so finally, we're gonna look over at you, Nate. Jasper's getting up in the mornings, and you know his his body's clanging a little more than usual. He's been without oil or repairs for a while, but I think it's something he can fix. He doesn't really feel pain, so first things first, he's got to go give back Farmer Ralph's wedding ring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god, I forgot about that. That's right. I, <laughs> so so would you do that like the first couple of days with Fio or are you just gonna do that totally separately? If he doesn't know you're going there, he's not gonna do it with you. Well I think he would ask Aegon to go with them and if you were around because like they probably stayed in the same place, you probably would have overheard his plan. I don't think he would be secretive about it. No, I like the idea of Jasper going and doing it on his own. Alright, do <laughs> just, it on my oh, own. Hey. Oh no. That's oh, so awkward. And so, yeah, weird. you bring you bring the weather, uh, the wedding ring to Rebecca, and she is even more distraught because she she's like, why why do you have his wedding ring? He was going to propose to you. It seems like he had it on his shop. We're already married. <laughs> 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 he was probably cheating on me. Oh no. Well, that dirtbag is dead, so you don't have to worry about him anymore. No. <laughs> no. I love it. Yeah, I love would it. Jasper say that? That's awful. <laughs> no, I like that. Plus, the connotation, even though didn't we didn't get a chance to explore it since you guys killed him in cold blood, um, no, there was kind of a connotation that he was, uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, Jasper breaks this poor woman's heart. And just emotionally destroys her. What's he gonna do next? You're welcome. And just walks away. Next thing he's gonna do is go to the orphanage and donate ten gold pieces. Okay. So yes. he's gonna, gonna support those orphans. That's good. Yeah, the they're very happy with your donation. Of course. Then he's going is there a library in this town anywhere? Yeah, so yeah, there is uh, a small library. Much, I, don't think, I don't know if they had libraries. Ferguson is, I was assuming he'd have books in Force his Force him place. to use Lady Hecate's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lady Hecate probably had a private library. All right. I need to look up necromancy stuff. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, um, boy. How about... I'm going to count this as doing research which is a thing that you can do as per Xanthar's Guide to Everything. So you're going to be focusing on finding necromancy magic. And uh, let's see. Necromancy or soul binding? Wow, this is actually going to be really expensive too. Of course. So yeah, so you're going to be... I think I think this will also extend beyond Lady Hecate's library. I think you're going to be going around... And there really aren't a whole lot of sources, but like maybe you uh, visit a small bookstore. Uh, maybe you try to bug Fergus and you just spend a lot of time. Uh, but this is very expensive. So basically what you're going to do 
is you are going to spend at least 50 gold pieces on uh, bribes, gifts, other expenses. And then you're going to make an intelligence check at the end of each week. And each week you're going to spend these 50 gold pieces. And um, each week is 50 gold pieces? Yes. All right, I'll do it for one week. <laughs> I've got two golds. Let's do it. Yeah, what does he get for this, though? Nothing good. Well, he he get he gets lore, but what I'm going to do is instead of giving out pieces of lore, I'm going to let him kind of tell me what he wants out of it and decide if it's equivalent. It's like, are you looking for spells, Nate, or are you just looking for, like, information? Information. Okay, so not, like, any specific spells. I guess in spells in some way, basically, I just want to figure out how do you bind someone's soul to an object and how do you get it back? Oh, okay. Alrighty, so, uh, as I said before, you're going to make an intelligence check. However, you can spend an extra 100 gold pieces. <laughs> To get a plus one bonus per 100 gold pieces spent for a maximum of plus six. Oh, that's so nice. I'm going to spend uh, Theo's additional earnings he's gotten this week. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, Nate. <laughs> plus, that doesn't even come up to 100 gold. I'm just so you know, it does not come up to that. Okay, not so that yeah, much. Jasper is going to spend uh, all his time going around the town and uh, trying to find some some sort of information. Yeah, give me an intelligence check. GG, that's an 11. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, since you got an 11, you uh, get to learn two pieces of lore as per the as per the book. So, Nate, you can ask me two questions. Uh, to like, just so I know specifically what you're trying to find, uh, you can ask me two questions regarding your uh, inquiries, and I'll answer them. Do I know of a person that would be able to cast such a spell? A very powerful spellcaster of some kind, like a probably not a cleric, but a sorcerer or a wizard. And lastly, do I know what city would be most likely to contain a sorcerer of this caliber? And it would dabble in this magic. You could probably find somebody in a large city. Okay. Or even if they didn't live in that city, you could find contacts to put you in touch with that person. Okay. And then I guess I've got two weeks left. Yeah, so what are you going to do with those two weeks? <laughs> Stare at my scroll spell scroll of five familiar go, too broke. <laughs> <laughs> Does it cost a lot to bring one up? No, but I'm broke. All right, because you spent all your money on the. On the but check. we did just get gold pieces from Lady Hecate too. Oh yeah, that was already including the gold pieces. Oh boy, oh. but right. knowledge is power, Nate. So I know you did a great money job. Money is useless. Knowledge is what's <laughs> most important. Well, your I mean, money Nate could have Nate could have asked me any questions he wanted, and those were the only ones he asked. So then I guess I'll spend the next two weeks staring at my book, reading the gnomish handwriting and things like that. Writing it in, learning and continuing to learn from it. And then I guess it's uh, writing my own notes and deep speech, you know, off of the side in my spell book. As oh, I wow, attempt so to- there's, there's like this 
swooping gnomish lettering and then just this like Cthulhu-esque scribbling down the sides. Oh my gosh. And he's just basically trying to figure out all the notes and stuff he has. And then he just spends the rest of his time fixing up his armor plates and cleaning his amulets. That's it. And telling us what you got for this level up. Oh yes, what did I get? I got a feat. It gives me two sorcery points to basically just cast... Uh, well, which which feat? What's the feat called? Meta Magic Adept. Okay, cool. Gives me two sorcery points. Basically, I get to just pick out two sorcery abilities. So I picked out Subtle Spell and Extended Spell. So I can basically cast spells silently, or I can extend their duration. Two things Jasper would like to do. Charm people and charm them quietly and longer. I just sat there studying his book. That's it. Wizard's okay. easy. Uh, yeah, th- um, along those same lines, uh, I actually forgot a couple of things, too. I get bonus stuff, and actually so does Tuo. Tuo gets bonus stuff, too, for reaching level uh, four. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, uh, Fio gets a proficiency bonus, which he's going to put into his strengths to get more beefy. I mean, he's working hard at the well, whatever he's doing, going around fixing up homes, burying people, whatever. And... <laughs> He's he's also uh, working on his you know interpersonal skills. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna work on. Oh no, I did that for two. Never mind. So he's beefing himself up, and he's also trying to get a little more hearty. So he's drinking a lot of water, but he's not he's not trying to um, cool himself down while working either in the forge or whatever. He's trying to make his endurance better and and work on his his uh, sort of fortitude so his constitution is going up as well which is pretty good so that's why i did this but one to strength one to constitution um i also forgot that at level three his rages go up so instead of only having two during the big fight he should have had three which means he could have done more <laughs> stuff there's actually a level three feature uh, I totally forgot about. So, yay, Fio has three rages now. Yay, three cheers for AJ and his effective characters. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, 2-0, he actually levels up two with us. So now he is level four, and he is now up to 27 hit points, which is pretty great. He also gained a bonus to his strength, you know, helping Fio carry stuff and... You know, he's he's trying to warm up the people. He's less of a, a, a fierce boy, more of an even better boy. So his charisma goes up too. So instead of being a total negative two, apparently not helpful or very hostile to other people, he's he's not a little better. Still negative one to his charisma, but it's it's much better than it was. So he's, he's a good boy. Yeah, and his willpower goes up too because charisma is also like your force of spirit. Yes. So maybe, maybe he's getting a little more stubborn too. <laughs> yeah more of his free will like it being exerted gotcha yeah 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 so then okay. um oh speaking of health points uh Theo gets gets to roll for his health points cause... that's right you you and Nate both want to roll for your hit points yeah. DM straight we're not weenies no we aren't alright so AJ why don't you go first roll your d12 and add your con to it oh boy I'm so nervous guys I've been doing so good up until now, and I'm worried this is gonna be like it's retribution. Well, here, this is this is the this is the time. You're, right. you're, one. Are, you're already right. ahead. So. I hope you, I hope you get a one. Right? Wouldn't that be awful? That is a four. So still below average, but but it wasn't a one. So it's it's four plus three. He gets seven more HP. 
Okay. Cool. Up to 45 now. And Nate? Come on, that one. Two. What? <laughs> Are you oh, serious? No. Yeah, I think oh, I got a God. one, a two, and a two at this point. That's oh, four hit God. points total. <laughs> so how many hit points does Jasper have total now? 21. Ooh. <laughs> Gold is the sturdiest of all metals. I guess so. Yeah, Jasper's still incredibly soft. But yeah, you're right. Thematically, it works. Yeah, he's made out of a very soft metal. <laughs> like you can bite him and leave teeth marks in him. That's fair. That's fair. I'll kill anyone that does that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you die first, Jasper. Not if you die first. Yeah, I was going to say big talk. 21 hit points over here. <laughs> threaten to kill people. <laughs> Would you like to go into the arena? Oh boy! No. <laughs> All right. Because the difference is, you'll knock me unconscious. I'll just keep killing you afterwards. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Boy. Well, all right. Before conflict breaks out, that was a really good downtime for all of you guys. Mm -hmm. So you guys take these uh, four weeks. You just relax. You do all these activities, and then each of you receives a summons. Um, near the end of that time period and Lady Hecate asks all of you to meet her in her private quarters this time. Oh. Joke's on us. It was just Fio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Fio had a, a PS bring a pillow. Jeez. Uh-oh. <laughs> but no, every, everyone has been invited. So you guys are you guys basically have free reign of the palace. I should probably mention you guys were staying there the whole time. Like you guys had you guys each have your own guest bedroom in Lady Hecate's palace right now. So um, you guys have free reign. So you guys all just go unescorted and you meet outside. And just when you're about to knock, the doors swing open and just this rush of thick, pungent incense like whooshes out of the room and like, you know, you kind of it burns your nose and you cough and you see the room is just a little bit hazy. There are candles arranged in a circle in the room and there are uh, sp there's enough space cleared in Lady Hecate's like personal area for all of you to sit down in a circle and Lady Hecate is sitting at the far end of the room kind of at the head of this ring and uh, she's dressed all fancy she's got uh, some jewelry on you can tell by the slight shine from the gemstones that it's no ordinary jewelry it's possibly some sort of magical focus that she's using and as you enter she looks up and you see her pupils have disappeared and her eyes are just like just one color and kind of in a soft dreamier voice she says thank you for coming sit down and we will begin 
hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music and ambience in this episode is from Sirenscape. Enhance your gaming table at sirenscape.com. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net. The song Waterkeep is from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.